coming to you from the lab, where we talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Riding Shotgun is my co-host, Big Keith. I'm your host, Mike, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I speak with a YouTube personality with personality, discuss Christmas wish lists for gun owners, and shoot the shit about our favorite holiday traditions. I just want to remind everyone that we drop new episodes on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. If you like the content we're creating, we'd appreciate it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, as well as a comment. Don't forget the comment. Big Keith needs that pat on the back. And speaking of Big Keith, here he is, the big man, Big Keith in the house. What's going on, big guy? Not much. Merry Christmas. How's your Merry uh, Christmas. How's your Hanukkah bush doing? <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I do. Is it seven crazy nights? Yeah, seven, seven right? Cra- yeah, eight crazy nights, but uh, eight crazy nights. Close. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch the Adam Sandler movie. Actually, I got my son watching uh, the Christmas movies, and I was like, I got to show him that one. I'm like, that's a great one. That's a good one. Yeah. You got a drink with you tonight? Of course. I have a little, uh, a little white Russian. All right. Now, you know what? I like uh, I like the Caucasian every once in a while. Yeah, for you know Christmas time, I feel like it's appropriate. Nice. Yeah. You know what? I broke my rule. I try to go non-carbonated, but I just wanted a like a beer. I wanted like a cold drink. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go with a beer. So. If I'm burping and belching all over the microphone, I apologize. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, anyway, let's get right into it. So, our guest tonight has been creating quality product reviews and social media content for the firearms community since 2016. He was the creative force behind 180 Second Ideas and donned a feather boa for us as Gun Drama Johnny. Please welcome YouTube's very own, the one, the only, Johnny B to the show. Johnny, how's it going tonight? Maximus, I am glad to be here, and I've been looking forward to this all day long, so thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to both of y'all, and thanks. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, so let's let's let everybody in on the joke. So we get Johnny in tonight, and we're doing a little just kind of like small talk. Johnny, he is cutting your joke off before you can uh, have no, fun I, with I, it. They got to know. It's fine. You can call me, what was it, Maximus, Marcus, Mark? <laughs> Johnny did not know my name apparently. He thought I was Mark, but now he's calling me Max. So it may be changed throughout the night, and that's okay. So, anyway, but you're saying uh, you had a good day today, Johnny. Yeah, man. I mean, this is a great industry that we're in. It's a really weird time right now. So I think every day and every work day is going to be, you know, it's tough because people are struggling right now. People are struggling not just with what's going on, but they're also struggling with the ammo shortage and that sort of stuff. And I think, I think for me, it's an interesting time to be a part of this. And I'm glad to be a part of this community because I really do feel like it is a community. And I think it's important for us to be even over a distance, Milo. I think it's important to, <laughs> you know, band together. And I don't mean that in a funny way. Like I, it really, it matters for us to be brothers. And I don't say that lightly. No. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's Mike funny because. Way for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I mean, Keith and I are just kind of getting into this and actually yeah. real quick, not story, but many, many months ago, maybe a year or two ago, I actually reached out to Johnny and I was like, Hey man, you're doing awesome stuff. And I want to do a podcast or maybe a YouTube channel. And do you have any advice? And you were nice enough to actually like, Hey, here's my number. Give me a call. And we had a conversation and uh, I don't know if you remember yeah, that or not, course. but yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like, how could you, know, you, not, here you were <laughs> here? You are like, you know, you were, you were killing at the time. I think you were, you were definitely doing 180 second ideas at that point. And you know, you were nice enough to just throw me your number and talk to me and give me advice. And 
I find most people in this industry really are very genuinely nice people. Yeah. Well, in, in a lot of ways, uh, Maurice, we are, it's us against the world. And it's, that's not, that's not a small thing to say like, Hey, you know, like the entire left and even part of the right is, is against us. And that's not dramatic. That's just the daily reality of what we live in. And plus, I mean, this is not a hobby for us. I know guns in some level, uh, firearms and the freedom and second amendment and all this stuff that we live is a hobby on some level, but on the big level, it's not like, this is literally how we live and how we think. And we're family. Like, and I don't say that lightly. So we, we've been saying it, we've been saying it more and more lately. Uh, You know, I, I feel like Mike, right. At some point in episodes, we're talking about how gracious, like people like you, Johnny have been with your time and helping us and, and getting the word of the second amendment out there. You know, I feel like a Bible salesman right now, but (laughs) Um, you know, it, it is a great community and it's been a great experience for us. I know that for sure. Well, and YouTubers are just cool, man. Like not all of them, but 90, 90% of them have been fantastic. I've been, I hit my four year anniversary this week and I've been in these people's homes and I have eaten a hundred meals with them and I've been on road trips and I've stayed in hotel rooms with these guys. And now I got welcomed into the community really, really quickly. And for that, I'm thankful, but it really is a family and people often like viewers and stuff are just so surprised. Like, dude, I cannot believe like you called me or email me or, you know, we went to the range and shot together. Like, dude, you're not a viewer. You're like, we're all in this together. And I don't say that lightly. And we have to be because there's so many, like you said, some people against us that we have to band together. And, you know, it's funny because we haven't taken advantage of it yet because it's, you know, it's crazy times right now, but uh, you're absolutely right. Like we had um, luck from Mad Cactus Customs down in uh, Texas and he went dove shooting and I had said, Hey man, I always, I've always wanted to go dove shooting. And just the other day I was like, Hey man, how you doing? How's business? And he was like, dude, when are you coming down dove shooting next year? Like, I mean, like, you know, we've gotten so many offers to come hang out with people and it's just yeah. very, very cool, you know? And, um, you know, I mean you, so, so you started, I mean, back in 2016 and you were doing 180 second ideas. And I have to tell you, I love the concept. Matter of fact, I had thought of an idea at that time. I was like, I hate these long, drawn-out videos. I was like, I, if I ever did this, I would want to do like a shorter kind of a segment. And I will. You were, I that. found you. Yeah, I, 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 um, I found you, and I'm like, this guy is doing it. Like, this is the exact show that YouTube needs. So, how did I, I that feel like that's how you? And I, I feel like Mike, that's how you presented it to me. Like, that's how you presented this whole idea was from Johnny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so how did that channel originally start, Johnny? I just wanted to do a YouTube channel. I was finishing up a major project in my life. I'd spent five years working on something pretty big, and I was that was coming to a conclusion. And I knew I needed another project. I'm a big YouTube fan. I've watched a boatload of YouTube videos like a lot of guys do, and I've said, hey, boys, I could do that. And I didn't know what I wanted to talk about because I've got so many different interests, and firearms are apparently my favorite, of course. But I thought it would just be me just talking for three minutes about whatever I wanted to do. And I'm, I wish I hadn't named it that because I pigeonholed myself. Because anytime you talk for four minutes and 12 seconds, a bunch of smarmy viewers <laughs> are like, that was, that was actually 217 seconds. It's 180 and, times two. Shut up. Yeah, shut up, people. And <laughs> the bonus episode. <laughs> the, the, it was just a week or so into it. And I had a, a some dumb video that's cringe to watch it now. But I had a, a video on the Glock 43 hit the uh, Google algorithm, and which was really, really good. And I got a lot of views from it and a lot of viewers. And, you know, within, you know, relatively number, you know, for a new guy, it was fantastic. 
So I went hard in the direction of firearms and I'm glad I did. Like it's been fantastic, but the original idea was to talk about whatever. I thought I would talk about movies more. Nobody clicked it. And I thought I would talk about a lot of different ideas that interest me, but guns just kind of hit within just a few weeks. And here we are. Yeah, I, on this show, like I, I always use this this phrase that it's about human weapon building. I, I use that phrase, and what I mean by that is that it's not like a, like a tough guy phrase, but it's like building the weapon that is the human, like whether it be physical, mental, you know, exercise, all those things that kind of create this well-rounded human being and guns being a major part of that. So I try to talk about other things on the show, but the main focus is guns, and I, I don't know if there's many topics that I could talk about week in and week out like I can guns. There's just so many things that interest me in this culture um, and speaking of the culture, you're from Tennessee, so your culture is very different from here. We're in New York, so big difference. Um, tell us a little bit about the gun culture in Tennessee. I mean, I, I obviously I know the laws are different, much more uh, lax than here. But like, does everybody have a gun? Is it like is it very yes. common? I mean, what's the what is the what is it like there? Well, it's I don't think you can separate gun culture from regular culture. At least for me, I'm in East Tennessee in Appalachia, and like my mom has her carry permit and she's 74. I wouldn't trust her. You know, I wouldn't trust her to hold a Glock, but she's, she's got plenty of guns and she carries in her purse and it scares the fire out of me. But yeah, like I've got one, I think one friend who does maybe two, two total that don't own guns. Like everybody's got a gun. Everybody grew up around That's them. Crazy. They're not like locked in a safe. They're standing there in the corner. Like you get into somebody's car, there's a gun under the seat. We go on road trips with friends we want every every dude in the car to be able to fire back if need be. And it's not tough guy. It's not dudes with plate carriers and Punisher skulls. It is just like I own literally Milton. I own guns the day <laughs> but before I was born. Before I was born, I, I own guns. And wow. so it's not a big deal. Like dad and I will exchange guns maybe this Christmas for each other. I'll get him a gun just about every Christmas. And so the culture here, that's at least my side of it. Now, you can go down into the city where the university is, and you're going to have a bunch of tiptoeing, light in their loafers dudes who tiptoe around and are like, ooh, guns are loud, and us voted for Biden, and <laughs> which is fine. Like I, Tiptoeing your loafers all you want. I don't give a rat's rear end. If you support the Constitution, I'm on your side, and I mean that. Right. But you're going to have people that are genuinely afraid of assault weapons and high capacity magazines. So that does exist here, but I'm pretty insulated from it. Um, I shoot in the yard. I shoot like I shoot on private property. People are always like, what range do you belong to? I'm like, Uncle Ricky's like we just <laughs> we just shoot here like it's not a big deal. So it and I realize that I, I do shout outs regularly to my uh, viewers that live behind curtains and in communist states. And I always shout out to Californians and Massachusetts folks and, and the New Yorkers and Thank Jersey you. and stuff, because I know what you all deal with. I've never lived it, but I understand it's a different world and y'all are in a different fight than I we, am. We adapt, we adapt to it, Johnny. You know what I mean? Like we, we make it work and, you know, we, we have debates all the time privately and on air about, you know, the laws in New York and, and whether or not you, uh, um, <laughs> follow them completely or not but i i heard recently that tennessee um oh which which uh representative was it uh griffin i think was his last griffy uh he he introduced a, a constitutional carry bill earlier this month have you heard about this yeah they've been trying to get that through if it can get through the house um like that would be really good bill lee has said he's gonna the governor has said he's gonna sign it 
So they keep threatening it. Uh, everybody here carries, so it doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter. It would be really nice to have constitutional carry and not have to deal with that stinking, uh, getting that permit redone every, every. I've got a lifetime permit, but still I have to have a permit to have exercise my right. So I think it's going to go through at some point, but not during the current season, I don't think. Okay. So it's not, it's just kind of the same place it's always been. Same place it's always been. They keep threatening, um, but they won't, they won't chase it. Uh, and I have mixed feelings about it because, you know, on some level, who gives a rat's poop duty what the government thinks about how we exercise our yeah. right and going to carry what I want, when I want, and how I want to, and where I want to. But on the other right. hand, it would be nice to not have to have people go through the hoops that the NRA has locked so many states into. The NRA's got so many states on lockdown where you cannot exercise your rights to conceal carry unless you go through an NRA-approved course. And that is just unfortunate. They've got multiple states on lockdown, and you can't exercise at all unless you go through their dorky course. So on some level, yeah, I hope for every state to have constitutional carry, but I really hope for the entire country just to follow the Constitution, not have to have extra laws outside of the Constitution. But what do I know? I'm a well, moron yeah, who makes we, videos in my garage. <laughs> we certainly agree with that uh, 100%. Um, I, when I was doing some uh, uh, research about you, John, before Johnny, before we, we came on today, I mean, I've obviously seen a ton of your YouTube videos and things like that, but I, I came across, are, you have a doctorate in education? <laughs> I don't know where you heard that, but yeah, I do. Very, very few people know that. Where'd you hear that? Well, I, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after the show where I came, where I found it, but how Spooky. did you, how did you go from there to here? I mean, that's like... You went. You went from 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 getting your your you know uh, doctorate in education to to YouTube. I well, I bought a camera and started making videos in my garage, Did. and like it literally just was was that easy. And I'm still a professor, and I still you know. Oh, teach you do. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, I'm in I'm in the classroom not so much during this season of life, but you know, historically, I taught eight classes this semester, 100 percent online. But historically, I'm always in the classroom. Have been. I've been a professor for nearly oh, 13, 14 years. What do you, uh, what do you like to teach? Uh, well, I'd like to teach. I'd like to, I don't know what I would like to teach. I think I would like to teach uh, firearms classes with fully automatic nonsense and unlimited <laughs> ammo. What I do teach is communication and public speaking. So I teach people how to talk real good and it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. I have uh, vets in every single class and I can spy them out as soon as I walk in on the first day. So I've got guys using their GI bills and I teach college freshmen. So I'm dealing with guys that are straight back from Afghanistan or straight back from Iraq. And it really is a lot of fun. It's a joy. And I uh, cannot believe you guys know that. <laughs> well, I, uh, I am a, a little um, giddy that I caught you off guard with that question, but uh, yeah, I, I had found the same thing and uh, Keith put it in our, uh, in our notes here. And I was like, all right, ask away, man. So I, I didn't think it was that, uh, I thought it was pretty common knowledge, but no, we're not common we're, knowledge, nobody but. knows that y'all can call me Dr. Moron if you want to. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love, I love that you teach public speaking though. That's really, that's, that's really cool. I, I it is that, cool. Yeah. That was one of my favorite, um, you know, uh, college courses that I took in the, in the short stint that I had. Yeah. And, uh, you, you did some like professional radio and stuff too, didn't you? Are you talking to me or to big Keith? To you, did you do a little bit of like professional work? I don't know if it's professional, but yeah, I mean, I've done like I'm old as dirt. I've done a little <laughs> bit of everything. I've had a, so many jobs, and yeah, I've done a little bit 
of everything. I don't know if you would call radio work professional because I don't have Big Keith's voice. But if I did, well, this, I wouldn't is be my here, professional. Boy. This is my professional radio career. I love it. Yeah, if if I did have a professional career, I'd be I'd be out like, you know, making the big money and talking deep. <laughs> <laughs> so your videos definitely have uh, a lot of humor in them. Um, obviously, as you call, you call me, every M name I think exists so far, and you're still going. So, and you're definitely a funny guy. So, did you ever do stand up or any comedy work? Marcellus, I have, and a lot of it has been through storytelling. Like my, since we're doing the education thing, uh, a big chunk of my master's degree is in storytelling, and I've done a boatload of storytelling. And I've spoken, you know, I spoke for years and years, and I would, you know, I'd speak in schools and do motivational stuff. I've never done stand up like in a club, like where you walk into a club and like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, you know, don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. But I have spoken everywhere else. You give me a microphone, I'm good to go. Give me a crowd, I'm I'm ready. And I do a lot of comedy, but most of it's through storytelling and experiential stuff. And but I don't tell jokes. Like I don't stand up and say uh, two penguins walked into a bar. However, yeah. however, uh, y'all know Big John Hickok name dropping time. Yep. Yeah. Um, John Hickok is a very a lot of folks don't folks don't know this about him. And for your viewers, it's John Hickok who runs the Hickok Forty Five channel. Hickok Forty Five yep. is his father. And, but John's a very serious comic and he has been for years now and he travels. And so every now and then a few times he's hit me and I've I've gotten to help develop jokes for him or he'll, he hit me not long ago and he gave me the punchline and then I developed how to get to that punchline. But that's cool. He, it was right before the, you know what hit. And he asked me if I would come open for him at a club in Knoxville. And so I had to have a, like a 10 minute set ready to open for him as a, as a headline speaker. And I was so and nervous. Wow. And that not is nervous. not easy. That's no. not easy. And so I started getting my stuff together, but it hasn't happened yet. So that was a long answer to have I done stand up. The answer is no. <laughs> so, so speaking of, of the humor end of things, when you, you were doing 180 second ideas, you started to dabble with this gun drama, right? And, and for those that haven't watched it, it was basically like, the the latest news and drama in the gun community and this is where you you know you donned the uh the the feathered boa um it wasn't only hilarious but it also seemed to really catapult your popularity like that seemed to be the point where like i don't know from just a viewer's point of view all of a sudden you started to deal with some bigger names in the community you started to seem to uh collaborate with other people so uh, how did you get that idea? Like, where did it go from 182nd to the drama? And then where did the feathered boa come from? Because I have to know that. One of my least favorite things in all of comedy is low hanging fruit. Like, I'm not a fan of it. Like, I'm really, really not. And like, if you meet a guy named Forrest, if you say the words run for us, run to him and then chuckle, it makes me want to jump out the window or push <laughs> you out the window. We'll both go out the window together and just end it all for everybody. I'm going to throw myself into the electric fence. If you meet a guy named Jake and say, are you from State Farm and you're wearing khakis? I can't like I cannot deal with low hanging fruit. So I want original comedy or no comedy. Yeah. Or or maybe slapstick or do visual comedy or do like like dry stuff. Like I don't care what your style is. Like you can even be pun guy, like even do like dad puns. I can deal with dad puns more than low hanging, (laughs) low hanging stuff. So I'm watching and we're not going to say his name on here, but I'm watching a moron on YouTube and he starts back to funny, nice segue, John Hickok. Now for folks that don't know, Hickok 45 is a YouTuber 
And he and his son are both like 6'10", 6'11". These are large, large people. Now, I'm 6'5", and I'm a medium-sized person compared to them. And like, what do you not say? I've had size 15 feet for 36 years. And like, there's nothing you can say to me about my feet. Like, you see my shoes, and I go, those are skis. I'm like, well, okay, that was funny in like 84 (laughs) So, and I'm not salty about it. It's just not funny. So there's a moron on YouTube that called John Hickok a Sasquatch. Now, can you imagine John Hickok? I don't know how old he is. He's in his forties. I think maybe he's 40. Can you imagine how many times a six foot 10 dude with a giant woolly beard has been called a Sasquatch? How's the weather up there? (laughs) And started making fun of him. And I Instantly, I'm telling you guys, within seven seconds, I stood up, ran upstairs, and grabbed my daughter's boa and a sparkly hat, and I got some glasses and that were from the 3D glasses from the movie theater, punched the lenses out, ran downstairs, and turned my camera on. And I'm like, if we're going to be like Hollywood, like the Hollywood gossip guy, we're going full in, full into it. So... I just was hoping... I was hoping... I hope this isn't low-hanging fruit, but I was hoping you were going to say Hulk Hogan. Well, some would say Hulk Hogan. I, w- I would think if we're going to go wrestling, I mean, we've got to give shout out to the Nature Boy. Uh, okay, that's true too. He like yeah, or like, Jesse the Body could be Jesse the Body. Jesse the Body. I'm okay. Man, maybe there's. Yeah. I, I guess there was a lot of boas in wrestling. There's a lot of boas in wrestling. That. Yeah, it's a flamboyant industry. <laughs> it is, and and for so you me, went full Hollywood boy. Yeah, I just did. I went and dug in, dug in my daughter's and uh, and it really, you know, to to your opening point, Big Keith is it opened a lot of doors immediately. Fans or viewers did not watch it at all. Nobody clicked on it, but all of the YouTube guys clicked on it. So I posted that first video at 10.30 on a Monday night. The next morning, John Patton of the Gun Collective texted me at 9 a.m. and said, what the bleep did you do? <laughs> and like it was literally literally within, within days. My phone is blowing up. I meet, I mean, I meet... I won't say everybody, but at least folks that like to be a part of the community. There's a few guys that do their own thing and are not part of the YouTube club or, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But everybody that's kind of involved in, in, and likes to be social. I met them all almost immediately. I mean, within weeks I was starting to be in their houses and people just wanted to hang out and I'm a Labrador. I'm going to get along with everybody. So it was, it opened, it literally opened doors. It's a dumb show. It's not that funny. And, but the other YouTubers just absolutely love that. I get asked almost every day from my viewers, if I'll bring the boa back and do more gun gossip, I'm like, nobody, nobody clicks on it. So the answer is going to be no. Plus it was also very like, it seemed like, like it would be a ton of work because it was highly edited and like lots of like B-roll and like, you know, other footage. And it seemed like, it seemed like it would be a lot of work for you to do it. Yeah, Miguel, it was like about 22 hours per We're getting closer, video. by the way. And it was 22 hours per video, usually, for a six-minute show. And sometimes 15 hours would be a miracle, but it was usually, it averaged 22 hours per. And mm. it's too much work with not enough payoff. And the other deal is those feathers are just awful. Um, IV8, name drop, IV88 Eric, he has told me that every now and then in his studio, a feather will float by. Cause I rolled down there and we all wore feathers one day and it's just, it's a nightmare. I threw them last summer. I threw every boa in the trash can, swept everything out and I have sworn off of feathers. All right. It's, I, it's I, at the end of the show, I want to know, I think I know who the person was that you, the, the Sasquatch person. So I'm dying to know if I'm right. So at the end, remind me, uh, off air to, to be clear. To let me just be very clear. 
he's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just ask this. Does it, would, would a professional baseball team maybe liken to this person? Melvin, you're pretty close. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I figure. I figured because uh, I'm going to get us off this train so you don't force Johnny to say the name. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, you talked a little bit about uh, 182nd ideas and, and you, you kind of thought that you were going to talk about different things, not just so much firearms. And then that sort of clicked and, and kept you going. Was that really what made you decide to go full throttle on 2A on social media or was it something else? Was there somebody else's content or? I think for me, it's, you know, I'm old and I'm also, you know, I've got so many different hobbies. Like I was a very, very serious fisher man, fisher person, angler, whatever for years, like super serious. Mike and I can both really, we, we have too many hobbies. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I feel the same way. And But there's certain things that get my attention, like get me down in my soul. Movies, like I'm a movie guy. I wrote a movie textbook. I teach a movie course. And like I really deeply, deeply, like you mentioned the White Russian the other day, I want to go talk about The Big Lebowski now. Oh, yeah. And so movies, like I'd have been fine if it had been movies. and But for me firearms and guns and the big boom, like they get me, like they get me down in my soul. Like I still care about guns, even at my advanced hundred year old age. And it's just fun and I love it. But then the more I get into it and the channel's tra- transitioned in the last year to much more about politics. I don't even, I wouldn't even call yeah. myself a gun channel anymore. And, okay. but it's, it's much more about freedom and the second amendment and the constitution so for me, I also see value in that. In my little tiny corner, I feel like I'm making a difference, and I'm super, super thankful. So it's funny you said that. The next thing I was going to ask you was in the beginning, it seemed like you, uh, for lack of a better word, you had almost like a happy-go-lucky kind of like fun vibe going on, and everything was kind of like silly and joking. And and now I definitely notice a, a, tr- a trend of going a little more hard-hitting. Um, and you did a, a piece recently, and I actually want to bring this up specifically. Um and the, the video was, anybody who hasn't seen it, go check it out. It was called, Can a Democrat Be Pro-Gun? And the reason why I want to talk about this is because on this show, we try to really build up the Second Amendment, and we believe the Second Amendment is for everybody. Absolutely. And we have talked about how we try really hard not to say things like libtards and, and you know make fun of the, the left, because ultimately we want to bring people into the fold. And in these current times, a lot of people are buying guns that never bought guns before. And many of them, I think, are probably Democrats. And in that video, you basically say, and I agree with this, by the way, that if you say you're pro-gun and you own guns, but then you vote for a Democrat who's going to take those guns, you really can't be both. Does that kind of that kind of sums it up, I think, right? Yeah. You know, one, it's really weird being on a podcast. I do a lot of podcasts. This is not even my first live show tonight. And okay. For me to come on a show and y'all are prepared, holy cow, you guys are good. This is really, it's really fun. Uh, thank and, you. That means a lot to me. Well, go figure. Um, well, you know, that in 60, 60 cents will get you a cup of coffee in 1974. And I think for me, maybe the title, can a, can a, you be Democrat and pro-gun? That's, you know, that's a little bit clickbaitish. For me, the heart of it is you can't vote for Biden and call yourself remotely a constitutionalist, remotely a lover of this country, or pro-gun in any way. Now, you may own guns, but owning guns has nothing to do with it. You know, you could own guns all day long. That doesn't mean you're pro-Second Amendment. That means you have a tool in your house 
that you are, you know, you want to be able to protect your family with. Again, I do love your point. The Second Amendment's for everybody. I've got friends, like one of my best friends is a pinko communist, like a legit pinko communist. And I love the guy. We get along fantastically. And we have the best discussions, uh, respectfully. So it's not about burning every single liberal to the ground. And every single, and I don't use that, that word libtard either. You will not hear me say that ever. But I will say, at least in this season, if you have a guy who has his platform spelled out, I'm coming for your guns, one of my top priorities is to put a $200 tax stamp on every magazine you own. We have a problem, and you can't, can't even say do that. that you're pro-gun and then say, no, you can't. It's a mess, you know, and I'm willing to draw that line in the sand. You know what the problem is, though, Johnny? And I, and I struggle with this. I really struggle with this. I'm a single-issue voter. Single-issue voter. What I mean by that is I vote for who's going to protect my guns the best, and I have to make a distinction here, and who I think has a chance of winning the election, Okay. Um, cause then there's a lot of people who voted their conscience in selection, but the people they voted for had no chance of even getting on the ballot. And I'm going to leave that there. But at the same time, that's me. I know a lot of people who they really are gun people. They like guns, but they care more about whatever, you know, gay rights. They care more about, uh, you know, abortions, their topic, and that's their big thing. So even though they are pro gun, quote unquote, they think they are. They they're they have other things that are more important. Right. So yep. like guys like us are really pro gun because it's our issue. It's our real issue. You know what I mean? So I, I it's a hard topic, and I really I, that video kind of was like man, like it's it, it was a hard hitting video. You know, like kind of what I had said. Um, and good for you for for kind of going after the 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 difficult topic. Well, and I stand by that video, and I, I really do. I, I lost a lot of viewers over it, and like I had a guy yesterday email me. He's like Johnny, I have. I have done the math and I know that Biden won't actually get this in. So I voted for him for other reasons. I'm like, I don't really care. Like, it's fine. Go vote for who you want to. Great. And great but, thing about being American. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, have, have yourself a good time. But don't come crying to me because it's it's not like you may say, hey, this is our issue. I'm Because you, you and I, or maybe all three of us are single issue voters. And because this is our thing, because you said the words, this is our thing. I'm going to push back on that. It's not our thing. This is an American thing because all of America is in deep dookie if the Second Amendment goes by the wayside because then they can do what they want. Look at what they've done over over just in the last year, what they have done to small businesses. And beyond the last year, look at what they're doing nonstop with surveilling us at every single point. And we could go on a rant of what all they're doing to us. And that's what they're doing to us while they're in stinking fear of us. Imagine what they would do to us if we were disarmed. And I don't think they're coming for our guns and coming down the driveway next week. But they are coming on the back through the back doors through a lot of different. They're going to they're do their best in the coming decade to disarm the next generation. I don't think they're going to get them away from the FUDs. They're not going to get them away from us, but yeah. they're going to try their best. They're going to try to stop the sales, right? Yeah. yeah they're going to, they're going to do their best. So we can keep what we got, but you won't be able to find ammo. You won't be able to get primers. They're yeah. going to find ways to tax the hell out of us. <laughs> and so I'm going to say it's an American issue. And I do, again, I stand by it. Like, like maybe I was too hard. Maybe I was a little angry, but no, don't vote for Biden. And this just, is, just, I love, go ahead. Just for a little bit of context, you, you mentioned primers. I, I recently have taken up reloading and it is almost impossible to find particular primer primers. And they're only made by, I found out they're only made by like two or three companies. 
Well, here's the, yeah, it's scary with the primers. And here's what's also scary. I don't know this number. I, I can't point you to where I got this. But my understanding is there's only seven forges in America. All Every it, single modern sporting rifle is made from one on one of those seven forges. Wow. It, yeah. That's it, scary. It is, it is scary. You know, and you said something about it like this, it's, this is America and, it, you know, it's an American thing. I say this all the time. Guns, whether you like it or not, you could be a, a, a you know completely anti-gun. Guns are a part of our DNA. It is built into the fabric of this country, and I don't mean that as like some cliche. Like it really is. Like when you think about the history of our country, um, there was a, a a quote or a thing the other day I put on my Instagram, and I'm gonna probably screw it up, but Johnny, you probably heard this that the UN has recently said that of the one billion guns in the world, the U.S. has 46% of them like those are rookie numbers. we got to pump those numbers up guys. We do need to pump those numbers <laughs> up, but it's a good start. It's a good start. Good start. <laughs> Y'all good I'm doing start. my part. I am doing my part on those numbers. But I mean, if you don't think that this is a gun nation that cares about its guns, then you're not paying attention. Something's going to change for them to get our guns. Like we always say, they'll never get our guns. They ain't getting them anytime soon. It is in our fabric. It is what makes us up. And I'm going to push, give you, give you, give you guys this idea. Let me ask y'all what y'all think. I don't think there's a such thing. I don't think you can find someone that's anti-gun. I, you know, yeah, don't. Biden's not anti-gun. He has 24 hours a day armed security. Pelosi has 24 hours a day armed <laughs> yeah, right. security. She's very pro-gun. Yeah. Every yeah. single anti quote unquote anti-gun person, they will call 911 in the <laughs> moment they have a problem, but they want the government to own their gun across town. So there's no they don't want to deal with the gun. They don't want to deal with it. They nope. want someone else to deal with it. You know, it's funny because we had a guest on a while back, and I always forget who it was. I got to go back and, and look in the archives a bit, but they were talking about like uh, how they got into guns, and um, they were saying like if you look back in history, back in like the 50s and 60s, like there really was no like left and right and like pro gun and anti gun. Like guns were just they just were guns. You know, you bought it's them like in saying, Sears. Who's and, pro kitchen knife right now? Are you pro kitchen yeah. knife or anti kitchen knife? Like it's a tool that we use. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I kind of think uh, you know this whole like thing is just so politicized, but the reality of it is. We're a gun country, and it's just how we're it is. a gun country. And one of the thing that in the Marxist the Marxist thing is legit. They are at every turn trying to disarm us, and that is one of the staples of getting this nonsense communism in. It is not. This is. It is not hyperbole. If that's the right word, to or onomatopoeia to say the Marxists are coming for our firearms. And that's not being overly dramatic. That is what we are against. It is us versus communism. Johnny, so talk to me. You, you know, I know you're going a little bit, um, uh, I, not titling yourself as a gun YouTube channel anymore, but can you can you help me with a couple of your favorite videos? What are a couple of the ones that you've done that, that you think if our listeners have not ever listened to you, the ones that they should go absolutely listen to. Oh, geez. If, if your viewers have not listened to me, they need to find better things to listen to than going to <laughs> I was my waiting channel. For that. Like, that, like that come been... on. It's a moron with an accent speaking in his girl. Like, geez, go find someone good to listen. I can give you good channels, but is mine what I'm proud of? Like, none of it's cringe. Like, it's nuclear level come cringe. Come on. You can't say that you're not proud of all of it. I... Oh, geez. All right. Here's a good one. It's going to, here's the deal. This will not live up to the hype. I promise you this. It, that, that's not that's okay. It, it, I want it to be the one that you think is the, it, it will it, not live up to the hype. You're, it's going to sound hilarious. It's going to sound great. 
but you're going to go watch it and you will blow air out of your nose. Like it's nothing more than a, <laughs> like you'll blow air, just one gentle burst you're of gonna air. You're going to be that guy that's the psh guy? Psh. Yeah, pretty much. Psh. So I, years ago, I, I get so tired of morons and I, and I am one, like I get tired of myself. Those the things that we hate the most about others we see in ourselves. So what do I hate? Morons. And who blather on camera and or podcasts too much. And I get tired of people reviewing products. Like, I don't care, like, what you think about the grip of your XD. Like, just come off it, guys. Like, stop it. <laughs> and so I picked up my cat one day and reviewed it. I pulled my, put my cat up. I turned the <laughs> camera on. And I reviewed my cat. Now, here's the part. This is going to – it sounds great. It's not that great. However, it hit Reddit one morning. And uh, it did, like, I don't know, like, maybe 40,000 clicks on Reddit in, like, an hour. So there are companies that follow this crap closely. And I say the word crap very carefully because that's what this is. It's a moron with a cat. And it hit Reddit. It blew up. There's companies that track this because when things go viral, people make money. Y'all saw the dude about, what, seven, eight weeks ago that was riding on his one-wheeled skateboard or whatever that thing is, drinking cranberry juice and singing to the yeah. BG. Yeah. All right. That hit. Then Within three days, he bought his mom a new truck. And wow. it went nationwide. Get this. Fleetwood Mac, t- for the first time in 20 years, hits the billboard chart <laughs> this week. This It gets better. This week, Stevie uh, Nicks, is that her name, Stevie Nicks? Yeah. 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 She sold $100 million of her catalog at a premium price because it's now back on the market, all because wow. of one dude. So there's people that track this stuff that goes viral. So my video of the, me with a cat, which is sort of funny... I wish I could redo it because I could probably actually make it funny, but I, it hit and I had the, within, within 24 hours, I had two companies, one in Toronto and one in New York City. They were in a bidding war to buy that video from me for cash. So we really? bid back and forth. Yes. For about three hours, I went back and forth on the phone with these two companies. We settled on a price. They, I still own the video. They own the rights to the video for one year. And then I bought, that's how I bought my very first microphone for YouTube. And I got a real microphone out of the deal with that cash. And I, so you asked me, what's my favorite, favorite thing about YouTube, favorite video. I sold a cat video on the internet that, for cash. That is, that's the, awesome. that is the good video. That is a good That's video. awesome. It's not that great that's of a video. The, like, if you watch the first 30 seconds, you'll have the whole thing. Like, okay. That was kind of cute. You know, it's funny. I got to go real, real quick because you just mentioned cats. Years ago, I had a little passion project and I started a little t-shirt company. It never turned into much. But one night I'm at a bar with my Your one friend. Your first shirt a, was a cat. He's a little goofy just... and he looks like John Galifianakis. Literally looks just like him. If, I, if you met him, you'd think he was John Galifianakis. We're at the bar and I'm like, dude, I need like, I need some ideas. Like, Help me out here. And he goes, dude, he's like, you should just print like cats wearing like glasses and like cats like smoking pipes. And I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm like, you're such a moron. So I started this company. It's, it's, a, it's a failure. And like a year after I <laughs> shut down operation, cat shirts are like popping up with like cats with smoke. I'm like, he was he was ahead of his time. It was so funny. So it's just funny how random stuff can catch like lightning in a bottle, you know. Is uh John Galifianakis is that Zach's little brother? Oh, that's what I meant, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm gonna start calling uh, everyone different names. Malcolm. Come on, man. 
<laughs> Johnny, one more, uh, you know, interesting thing that I had come across as I was I was reading about you was uh, the Gun University uh, website had named you one of the top 15 gun uh, YouTube channels in 2020. And uh, I personally, I think you should have been a little higher on the list. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the article, um, but uh, ask his. <laughs> I got I got to at least set it up a little bit. Do you um, do you, are you familiar with this article or are you are you not? I have seen that article and I am thankful for it. I'm humbled for it, but they need better taste. What a dumb. Uh, pick. Exactly what I'm saying. Thank you, Mike. See, Mike, he agrees with me. Do you uh, do you uh, think they adequately adequately described your channel? I think the author of that the author of that article is a friend of mine, and he's one of those um, like Matthias here that I've talked to and that I know, but I've never met in person. And I think he was just throwing me a bone and being sweet to me because gosh, that's nice of you to say. There's like a thousand a thousand YouTube channels out there. I'm like, geez, come on! Like there is some good stuff everywhere. Everywhere you look, you turn over a rock, turn over a rock. There's a good YouTube channel. Well, so yeah, in this short time, you're uh, it sounds like you're a pretty humble guy, Johnny B. I agree. I am fantastically humble. Please, <laughs> and, please click below. That's the look you're and, going for. Yes. And you enjoy nepotism. Right? I love nepotism. Please, <laughs> please click my links. <laughs> I will say this. I am currently I also do. And this is not a plug because I make nothing from whether people look at it or not. You ask me what I'm proud about. I do a lot of actual firearm reviews for a company called Pew Pew Tactical. And yep. They're a monster, monster company, but I am one of the faces of their YouTube channel. And I'm really proud of some of those, like, cause I, I come at guns. I don't know what I'm doing. And I come and come to guns from an everyday guy. And like, I'm just, I'm the tactical soccer dad. So I, I open wanna, up a box. I want to say, I, I like your shirts the best on there. And I, when we, when Mike told me you were coming on, I went to look on there and I actually bought a couple of your shirts cause I thought they were the nice, the coolest ones on there. Oh my gosh. You, you're, you're too sweet. But I, I get to review a lot of guns on there, and I'm really proud of some of those because I'm not trying to be Captain Army or Captain Special Forces. I'm like, just, here's a cool gun. Here's what you can expect. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't like next. And so I'm really, really proud of some of those six-minute reviews. Yeah, I thought it was cool when you started working working with them. I mean, they definitely are like a monster. Like, they're a juggernaut. Yeah. But I, I think it's cool that, that you know, they recognize what you bring to the table because, uh you know, all, all joking aside, like I, I really I've been watching your videos for a while and, and I do really enjoy them. And, uh, you know, the fact that I, I've actually said this a couple of times and Dan, and uh, Keith knows Daniel Shaw that was on the show. And I, you know, I, I like lost my head a little bit on that one. But like there's a few people that I would say kind of like got me into where I am now doing these podcasts. And like that conversation you and I had, whatever it was, a year or two ago, um, it wasn't at that moment that it started, but that conversation definitely like planted a seed in my head. Yeah, so kept, it, kept it's it cool to have you on the show. Well, and I, I appreciate that. And I think you guys are going to do the same for other people. When I first got in the game, I mentioned John Patton with the gun collective. I had only been in the game about six or eight months. Now I've done marketing and speaking and a hundred other things that helped me. So I have felt like I had a little bit of a leg up jumping into it. Cause some people have never spoken before. And that did help me a little bit. But I saw I get in the game and like within eight months, uh, John Patton with the Gun Collective hollers at me and he goes, hey, I have an industry trip. It's a private event. I can't go. Would you like to go with my name badge on and represent the Gun Collective? And so he sent me on an airplane, on a full size airplane to Florida. And we went to an event and they were it was a company that was launching a brand new product. And that's actually the, that trip where I met Pew Pew Tacticals, where I met guys. I'm still friends with nearly everybody on that trip. 
And so my point is, is that was an open door from another YouTuber. I reached out to Such when I first got started. He wrote me the longest email ever. He didn't know me from Adam. And so I think this is the way it should be. And I think you guys are, are, and I guarantee y'all are already doing the same for others and you'll continue it. And I think this, I don't like the word karma, but I think that's just the way it is. We pass on the goodness to other people. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool industry. And and the people are, are very, very genuine down to earth people, you know? And, uh, you know, I, I always do this at the end of uh, the interview, but I feel like I don't need to, but I'm going anyway. So where can people find you? Obviously there's uh, the obvious, but just plug yourself a little bit. If they will go to the YouTube, they can type in Johnny B and hit enter and I will pop up. Click on that guy with it's a that simple. with a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> and I have links at the bottom, as always, everybody out there listening. So, so Johnny, we do a, uh, a game on this show called Run and Gun, and I was hoping you'd play with us tonight. I could not be more pleased to play running and a gunning with you two fellas. Right. So the way this works is I'm going to ask you 10 rapid fire questions. I want you to give me the first answer that comes to your mind, and we'll see how fast you can do this. Send it. Number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection? Jericho 941F. What gun would you buy if money was no object? AR-10. The 10, the big one. Warthog. Got it. Got it. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? Clint Eastwood. Favorite caliber? Nine millimeter. Favorite hobby, not gun related? Movies. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Flight. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Punch him in the face really hard. Choice three. Is it, be- is it better to be loved or feared? Respected. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Tank. You're in the worst <laughs> You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? I'm going to say, once again, Clint Eastwood. All right, so those two good answers for two good questions. I, I think. I think you got them quick. both. I mean, uh, that little stumble on number two. I couldn't but... think of it. What was it? What's the warthog? What's the warthog? I think it's the. A, I think it's the A10. I think you're right. I called it the AR10. I think. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, it. I'm you were, better you, than this. You, cr- you crushed it. Number two was your stumbling block. I am better than that. And then Big Keith's like, Whoa. he like made a noise. He's like, come on, Johnny. <laughs> like I'm getting ridiculed. I, I had to slow you down. Oh my gosh. Good game. Ah, thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. Let's mix it up. So tonight on Let's Mix It Up, we are going to stick with our Christmas episode here, and we're going to discuss gun-related Christmas gifts that we either would recommend, so something that we own that we recommend somebody should ask for Christmas, even though it's really close to the holiday, it may be a little too late, uh, or something that we want ourselves and are kind of curious to check out. So we're going to do this like a round-robin style. Um and I guess I'll go first. So uh, the first one I'm going to recommend, I received it as a gift a couple years ago. I've reviewed it on the show. We've had the uh, representative from the company on the show, and that is the Mantis X. I love the Mantis Xs, and I always rave about it. Uh, no affiliation with them, but great product. Um, and it range, ranges anywhere from $99 to $250, depending on uh, the model you choose. Although the $99 model would probably meet most people's needs and it's a dry fire system and you know johnny are you familiar with that yeah absolutely yeah i love it it's awesome so um johnny what do you got for us i think for me i think everybody needs one or two of the maglula uplula uplula speed loader it's a fancy term but maglula m-a-g-l-u-l-a maglula 
it's a speed loader. And I know a lot of folks are like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal to push nine millimeter into a, into a, whatever those things are called, clips. And I think if you do one, one magazine per range trip, no big deal. You don't need it. But if you're doing five, 10, 15, 20, and for me, when I go, I'm sometimes loading a hundred in a couple hours, it is awesome. And a lot of folks use those speed loaders. They're cheap, throw one in your range bag. I'm going with the Maglula up Lula. Big Keith, what do you got? I like it. I, uh, my, my favorite, uh, thing to recommend to, for gun related Christmas gifts this year is that, um, resurgence arms, arms safety. I still think that is just a great gift for anybody who's got an AR. So, uh, I don't know what that is. Talk me through it. So we, we, uh, we had the, um, um, them on, uh, I don't know how long ago was it, Mike? It was, uh, it was a, a while it was back. A, quite a few episodes. It's Will from Resurgent Arms. Will, yeah. He's a great guy. And, uh, he makes, uh, a bunch of different stuff, uh, so a lot of compliant, um, AR parts for different states like our crazy states, but he has a safety particularly that is, uh, just really, really shaped very well. And, um, it just makes that that gun platform so much more comfortable to use yeah so johnny basically what it is it's think of like your normal safety but then coming off of it it has like a 90 degree little like little like nub that comes off of it so your thumb goes under and over it yeah and it it really is cool instead of like a push instead of like a push you're more like it's 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 just like flip down flip up yeah it's cool it it definitely is cool whether for compliant or not compliant it's just it's a cool safety i like it a lot my next one, I actually don't have this, but I'm I'm asking for it this year. We'll see if uh, Santa's good to me. Um, I want a gunsmithing station, and the one I I want is the it's the Tipton Ultra Gun Vice. Um, they go for like 180 bucks, but I think they're on sale now for like a buck thirty, and uh, it's cool. You can put like a compound bow in it. You can put a crossbow. You can put a rifle, shotgun, pistol, mm. and it's got trays to keep all your doodads and 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 gizmos that you want to work on your guns with. And I look it up. Tipton Ultra Gun Vice, very very cool. You can bolt it down to a table, or you can just use the rubber feet. But I think it's cool, and uh, definitely something I want to check out. I have uh, one of the Tiptons, and I don't have the Ultra, which is like it's a, above my pay grade. And but it's fantastic, and it's one of those things that sits there a lot of the times. But when I need it, it is fantastic. I'm going to go with Techmats, and you no know, affiliation. I have zero affiliation, but I love those things. T E K M A T Techmat. It's just a big chunk of neoprene to lay down. So I lay them down on all my benches so I can pull pistols out. I can pull rifles out and slam them down on the table and I don't have to worry. I work on them and I lay everything I do with a gun. There's a tech mat underneath and I carry them to the range with me and I lay them in the back of the car. So I, I do a lot of buying and selling and in parking lots, dark parking lots with dudes I meet on Craigslist. And <laughs> <laughs> I open up the hatchback and I lay a tech mat out and it's just a nice way to always lay, lay your gun down. So I'm going with tech mat. They're cheap. All right. Nice. Big man. I want, please for Santa. Thank you. All of the reloading supplies, please. Everything. Uh, I, I want shot shell reloading supplies. I need some primers and some powder and some shot and wads. So, so if Santa Claus is listening to this episode, and actually Mrs. Claus sometimes does listen to this, that's true. That's yeah, true. So. so I might. Uh, I, I, I've been leaving things around the house to remind her, like you know, Cabela's catalogs opened in the right <laughs> spot, you know, that kind of stuff. I brought back my childhood. 
Yeah, I know uh, there's uh, some new Wish books that's kind of cool that came out for the kids. It's kind of neat to see that come back. Oh yeah, I, I snuck it in with my kids list. I did the set yeah. that too, and I, I made I have both of them going around saying, "We want you know we want reloading supplies and and, and <laughs> we want know. holes." Yeah, <laughs> she just looks at me and I go, "What? They want to play? I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> that's great. So I uh, recently got a Velcro backed holster that I put in a in a off carry bag. And something that I'm interested in getting is I want a belly band holster, but not just any ba- belly band. I want the crossbreed. It's about you want the uh, one that slims your waist slightly. Yes, I, I want to be even smaller than I am. That's <laughs> I want to disappear. <laughs> um, no, but the one I like is the crossbreed, and what I like about it is it doesn't have just the stupid neoprene you slide the gun in. You actually put the sticky holster, the the Velcro holster, onto it. Um, That's, it I just think and it's it won't, a, and it won't come off. No, you, 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 so you put the Velcro backed holster onto it and then there's like another piece that wraps over the top of it. Oh, it's really cool. And for 70 bucks, you get the crossbreed holster and band. I don't need the holster, but you know, I would just get the band. It's, it's cheaper, but, um, I just like different options and I, I would like to try to play around with a belly band holster now and again for certain, you know, if I'm going to the gym or whatever. Have you ever used one of those, Johnny? Uh, No, I haven't. And a friend of mine asked me the other day, what's a good one that I recommend? And I looked them up. I don't know anybody besides people that they use them every now and then for running. And I know it's it's a thing that cops carry. A lot of cops use those underneath their their plate carrier or underneath their whatever this bulletproof bulletproof things. And for me, it's new. I'm a monster. Like I am a giant orangutan. I ain't strapping nothing to my belly. (laughs) <laughs> i'm not either. yeah I'm a, I'm a i'm a skinny man i could i could wrap uh i could wrap the thing around me twice and be no problem do they have like a belly garbage bag that i could wrap around <laughs> <me>? <laughs> oh man all right johnny go ahead you're up i'm gonna go with the drago double rifle case drago gear makes them they're reasonably priced a lot of rifle bags are super expensive like you get on some there's some companies that sell them between four and five hundred dollars for a rifle bag that you zip up Drago's got them. I've got a pair of them, and I think I got one at a box store at Academy or somewhere. But I use those things nonstop, and they, it's a double, so you slide them in two rifles in side by side. Because I'm loading and unloading guns a lot. Drago double rifle case. I love mine. I think they're under a hundred. I think, and I paid retail for both of mine, and they're fantastic, great gift for and anybody can use those. Cool. Keith? All right, I'm going to go a little bit off of uh, gun-related, but another uh, product that we reviewed on the on the show that I think is very, very important is a trauma kit. We we have to have more of those. Uh, I, you know, Mike, you and I have both been really, really passionate about that, but I think that's a great gift that you can get somebody and they can, uh, you know, learn how to be more prepared. Definitely. Yeah, and I'll do a shout-out right there to Skinny Medic. He's a friend of mine. I'm sure you all know Skinny Medic. He's part of the family. Yep. And he runs MedicalGearOutfitters.com, MedicalGearOutfitters.com, trauma kits, medical kits, um, all your stuff that you need. I, You know, I had never had, since the Boy Scouts, had done much first aid training. And when I was at Thunder Ranch this summer, Heidi took us in her living room, and we laid down on the floor, and we did tourniquet class extraordinaire. And I'm was telling you. drinking I, involved? There was not drinking involved. Uh, we were right in the middle of the day of an AR-15 class. So, oh, could, um, be, there was, uh, could be a good game. Well, <laughs> we were enjoying the air condition in between classes. So, uh, again, Medical Gear Outfitters, they've got all of that stuff. And I think it's important. Cool. Um, 
I uh, <clears throat> the next one is a product that actually was sent to us, and we're actually going to have them on the show coming up soon, and we're going to do one of our live reviews with them. But this product, I was like, I don't need this, and I went up really not only needing it, wanting it, but loving it, and that is um. Flatline Fiberco makes uh, an ear pro wrap with a lanyard. So it goes around your ear pro and you can clip it onto your belt, clip it onto your bag. And I was like, they're 40 bucks. I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I really, this is something I would really want. And now, oh, I want it, need it. And I will have it on all my ear protectors. It's really, really nice. It is absolutely one of those things that you do not realize you want and need until you see it. Okay, guys, I have one of those that, that Flatline sent me and Chad's a bro of mine and name drop what do i do with it i don't know what to do with it i've seen it where they hang from their waist but i don't hang crap from my waist when i'm at the range i shoot a lot of trap so in between rounds it is awesome to be able to just clip that thing on and just it be there and not have to put it around my thigh like you were talking about mike you know what i mean yeah that's what i do i hang around my thigh i always go around right above my knee I do the same thing, but like, so I had a couple situations and this will come out in that show, you know, spoiler alert for people that are listening, but like I had a couple situations. I listen, I use ear pro now when I go hunting, Johnny, like I just refuse to lose my hearing yeah, um, or at least I'm going to, you know, fight, fight it all I can. Agreed. And I had a situation where I was, you know, uh, I had a, I had a tree climber and I like just ran out of room and hands and I just clipped that thing on to something and just went up the tree with it. It's just, it's just one of those things that you're going to be like, oh man, I, I didn't know I needed this. And then all of a sudden you're going to find uses for it. That's well, and how, even, that's how, and in, an I, everyday shooter, Mike, right? Like just transportation. Like I'm always stuffing those things in my bag or whatever. Now you just clip them to the outside of the bag when you're done and you just go on with life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. And they're very comfortable too. That's the other part. So, well, uh, I will Johnny, use you got anything else? Yeah. yeah I, I, I think for me, like Flatline is fantastic. I love their ear pro wraps and they make for one of the companies that I run, they make a couple uh, unique colors for us that are exclusive to us. And so yeah, Chad's doing a great, great job. And also I, for me, I think for this one is going to be a blue force gear rifle sling i've tested a lot of slings i've worked with a lot of slings again back at thunder ranch we tested a lot there and swapping out guns every 15 minutes with guys those blue force gear rifle straps are the best in the business and there's a re they're a hundred dollars but there is a reason they're a hundred dollars they are a lifetime sling so blue force gear rifle sling cool keith i am out of gifts i am uh I am done giving. All right, so I will. I have one more, and then Johnny, if you have another one, you could go that, and we'll end this segment here. But this one's actually not a. uh, It's actually not gun related, but on the show I mentioned earlier, you know, the human weapon building, making the better human, and um, you know, those that listen to the show, Keith knows I do jujitsu. I try to work out. I try to stay real, real active, and I, you know, I try to like keep myself in shape and kind of keep metrics and data, you know, of, of how I'm doing. It's actually something that I kind of li- I like that stuff. And Keith, I know you've been I know you've been actually been pretty diligent about trying to eat a little better and you know, kind of shout out to the work and effort you're putting in. Well, thank you. I um, appreciate it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, we're working on medium Keith. We got to get to medium Keith. <laughs> I I will tell you Johnny, the shirts that I ordered from your website were the first shirts I ordered one size down, so I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully Good, yeah, man. So. Good. Why didn't you not hit me? I would have got you a coupon code. Uh, you know what? It was so spur of the moment. We were honestly, um, we, we were just kind of, Mike and I were just shooting the shit, talking about you coming on the show. And I was just looking around and I was like, 
And and full disclosure, the shirts I bought were on sale, so thank you. They kind of did give me a coupon code. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> well, next time, both of you, or for your viewers, if you ever want to give a shout out to your viewers, like I'll get coupon, I get coupon codes to anybody. I'm not supposed to, like the other owners of that company, like I'm not supposed to, but I don't care. Like, what are they going to say to me? And <laughs> like, we'll hook anybody up with uh, not paying full retail. Sure. Cool. So, so back to the the eating healthy and, and Big Keith and his mission. There's a thing called it's called Renfo R E N P H O, and they make a they make different products. But they make a smart scale. It hooks up to your your cell phone. It's only twenty seven dollars, and this thing will tell you everything. It tells you your skeletal muscle. I mean, it's almost too much stuff, but it tells you like where you fall on the like average, you know, above average, below it, like where you should be, kind of a thing. And I find it really useful. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things that. It definitely, if your goal is to stay in shape and to try to be healthier, and by the way, I do think that that does play a part in your shooting and your overall kind of uh, development in terms of firearms as well. It's a really cool product. And for 27 bucks, I think it's just a good life product to have. So that was just a little bonus, not gun related, but I think it's a great product. And Johnny, I'll let you wrap it up. I'm going to tell people this, and I've mentioned my age several times. One of the things with age is you start to look at things differently. Somebody asked me sometimes, hey, Johnny, do you shoot that gun or this gun that you own? I found some really nice toys. I'm like, yes, I shoot them. They're like, but, but you're tearing down the value of it. It, it will resell for less. It. You're devaluing it. I'm like, literally, I'm in the grave in less than 30 years, and that gun will be in a recycle bin. It will be the hood of the Hyundai within the next 50 years, 100 years, like we're all going to be dead. It doesn't matter. So I'm going to say this, for Christmas gifts, buy yourself what you want. Now, don't take food off your kid's table, but I'm going to say this. I was you know, I was going to mention a particular brand of knife, but how about this? Buy the nicest pocket knife that you've always wanted or the nicest, maybe even the nicest firearm that you've always wanted. Like don't, you know, don't pay your mortgage and, you know, always pay your bills. <laughs> But splurge a little on yourself. I have never regretted. I've gotten I got a scar last Saturday, and I, I don't regret it. Now I'm five days in. So, but I bought one of the nicest pocket knives I've ever owned this year. So I'm just gonna say this: people that are buying, maybe shopping for themselves, get yourself a prize. Like get something cool. Don't put it off until you're old and you can't. Like you always see these old farts going by that that are like all withered up with arthritic hands, driving some nice Ferrari or something. Buy it when you can and enjoy it. Does That's anybody does anybody buy themselves like one Christmas gift? Uh, I mean, I buy what I want pretty much. Yeah, I, buy I, get I, do, I do that too at this point in my life, but there definitely have been times where I just like I'll buy myself a Christmas gift, you know, just something I that I really that, want. But like, I Johnny, like, like Johnny's talking about, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Don't put don't put those uh, wish list guns off till you're yeah. 120. Well, I think it's time for the boys to sit around and shoot the shit. All right, so we're going to wrap up the show with our last segment, which is shooting the shit. And uh, as always, this is a little bit uh, off guns, but just something. Uh, I thought we'd wrap this one up again, staying with that Christmas theme. And just, you know, we're talking, I'm talking to a couple of great guys here and just want to know what you guys, your uh, your Christmas traditions, things that you that you like, whether it was growing up or now, and, you know, maybe a favorite movie or two. So I'll, uh, I'll actually start. Um, my favorite tradi- my favorite tradition is actually uh, I'm I'm Sicilian, and uh, good I might. Growing up, <laughs> growing up, we did not do the seven fish dinner, but when I got my own place, I was like, "That's something we're going to start doing." So I I do seven fish dinner for my family, and um, my dad and I do all the cooking. We let mom 
and my wife kind of relax for the day. And that's a tradition that I, uh, I really enjoy, you know, and it's become, become something, uh, that's a lot of fun and it just, just nice to know my kids are growing up with it now. And, and I, that's something that I, I really enjoy. So. I love it. Well, my kids are a little bit big now. So they're in high school. They're a little bit over. I've got a sophomore and a senior. So they're a little over, you know, like getting up at the crack of dawn to see what Santa Claus brought. <laughs> but historically, we do, everybody gets new pajamas and we we don't wear them until Christmas Eve. And then we wear them Christmas Eve and, you know, have a snack. We'll get up the next morning and have breakfast and Santa Claus. But we sit all day long. Historically, we have. We won't do it this year because they'll sleep till four. But we will historically... We'll sit in the living room all day long. People drive by. We don't travel on Christmas Day. People drop by. Grandparents come by. And we have the video games going. We've got movies going. We've got Christmas music going. And there's food out all day long. And it is literally a 16-hour extravaganza of cheese balls and sausage balls (laughs) and Christmas movies and music going on and Nintendo's going on and increasingly dirty pajamas going on all day long. So those were some good years for us. Big Keith, that's cool. those are good traditions. Yeah, um, mine is similar to Johnny's. The only the only thing that I will add to it is uh, I started this tradition probably maybe oh my goodness man like fourteen years ago maybe fifteen years ago. Um, my, part of my my Christmas gift to my family is I, I cook a, a humongous prime rib dinner, mm. and this thing has uh, escalated very quickly to mm. uh, you know aside from COVID a very large. Uh, gathering usually we, we're up to like 30 people i have two full, wow. full racks uh two full racks of ribs and i dry age them from thanksgiving to christmas and uh it's my favorite tradition i just love feeding my family i just love feeding them an amazing meal and uh i will put my prime rib up against anybody love it that, that's cool mm. so i've been getting my my son is uh is four my daughter's two and i, and I have a much older daughter who is basically thinks I'm a dummy and doesn't know anything, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, we started showing them like the Christmas movies and stuff. Like I mentioned about the Adam Sandler movie, I got to show them that, but, uh, I hadn't seen it in years to be honest, but one of my favorite movies is the Christmas story where Ralphie oh, goes shoot your eye out. Yeah. And I had forgot, we watched it the other night and he was like, I don't want to watch it. I don't watch it. And I put it on and he couldn't stop watching it. But I forgot like at every turn, I'm like, Oh, all right. We're almost at the point where he gets the gun and like, it's all over. I forgot. There's so many funny scenes like when they go oh, to the yeah. Chinese restaurant, and then he wears the the when his brother pajamas. falls over and he can't get up because he's wrapped yeah. tight with. <laughs> There's so many. Like every time I was like, "Oh, I forgot about this get, scene." Get like that tongue stuck funny. to the flagpole. Yes, there's that is a a phenomenal movie. So I'm curious if how you guys feel about that one. But if there's uh, any other uh, really good movies you guys like, oh yeah, that that's definitely one of them for me. Yeah, Johnny, you have a favorite. Yeah, well, it's hard because you talk about favorite Christmas movies. It's so hard because, I mean, guys my age are going to love National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I mean, it is as good as it gets. But I'm telling you, Elf has has come along. Like, I I saw it in the theater the week it came out, and it has grown and grown. Now, I only watch it up until Buddy the Elf gets lost in in central park or Santa Claus okay. gets lost in central park because then I, it's, yeah, it's insufferable. True. It is so dumb when Mary Ellen <laughs> Steenberger starts, you better watch out. You better like starts that crap. I'm like, no, we're cutting that off and we're going, we're going to fast forward all the way until the credits when Ed Asner is holding, you know, holding I, the baby. I still, so, I still find myself going it, around going Francisco. That's fun <laughs> to say. <laughs> fun to say. Yeah. I, Tim, I have such to a say, pretty face. 
It's funny you said I actually uh, I forgot about National Lampoon's, but that one is that is a great one. And Elf is one of my favorites. And I think the Adam Sandler one is probably on my list. Like those are probably my top four because I always like funny. Well, I don't Home, really like the series. Home Alone. I just watched that again the other day, and that is like Home Alone's good. Like it like is legit, legit good. Yeah. 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 We watched that the other day too, Keith. Yeah. It is a good one. Well, I want to give you one more tradition that I am I am pretty excited about. And uh I think it's tradition, Mike. It's four years now, the twenty-two before the twenty-fifth in the copper Yes. I was saving it for you. I was hoping you'd bring I, it up. So thank you. I was afraid you were gonna take it. Nope. Tell tell Johnny about the twenty-two before the twenty-fifth. So Johnny, I move into this neighborhood <laughs> and I meet Mike and we find out we're all like-minded individuals in this neighborhood, gun-toting two-way guys. In very liberal New York, by the in way. In very liberal New York. And, I, well, we can debate that later. Yeah. Um, anyway, Mike comes up with this idea that he's like, you know, I want to get everyone in the neighborhood together, and we're going to have a 22 shoot before the 25th. Oh, my gosh. And we go to our club, and we all throw in 20 bucks, and we set up some targets, and we score... And we've been doing it four years now, and we limit it to you know immediate family and people in the neighborhood only. And we have a blast. We have it, it's turned into a, a pretty crazy competition in terms of people are coming with like eight hundred dollar, thousand dollar twenty twos now, and there are people who are winning with two hundred dollars twenty twos. Yeah. So you know it's gone into a pretty big gamut, but it's uh, definitely been a lot of fun, and it's really a, a great community thing. I think. And I it is it. a great tradition. And anybody out there listening, if you have friends there in the community, uh, start your own 22 before the 25th. It is a really fun tradition and a great way to spread a great way to spread the Second Amendment because we've gotten new people who weren't gun owners and now they're gun owners. Well, 22s are so accessible. We should put the course of fire in the notes, Mike. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I'm going to write a brand note for that. We will do that. Well, Johnny, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It, it really, uh, it really is great to have somebody uh, like you on the show. I mean, you've been doing this for a while, and you've, uh, you know, your experience in the industry and the way you advocate and and influence. It's really important work, and we do appreciate it. So, uh, thank you so much. You know, YouTube and Instagram and all your stuff will be in the show notes. To everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep the conversation going. Guys, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas, Johnny. Thank you. Thank you.